The sprinkles that we used on Sabrina's cookie were just regular ice cream sprinkles. At no point has anyone freaked out that the magical sprinkles are gone. Those sprinkles are still in the faculty faculty teaching lab. So next time anybody fancies Bundt cake, it's all <laughs> yeah. going to happen again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. A complete disregard for letting magical things out into the world of mortals. It's like... I don't know how they've kept this shit a secret for hundreds of years. It's, they're really shit at <laughs> Thousands of years. Thousands, yeah, thousands of, of years. years. Thousands yeah. of years, and they've really started to fuck it up within two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I wonder how, uh... Maybe they're just weary at this point from keeping it up. <laughs> ah, screw it. Yeah, no, well, whatever. We're, we're in too deep now. Welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three bright and beautiful blokes review all 163 episodes of everyone's favourite witch family sitcom, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil, uh, I'm your host for the show, and as always, I will be joined to my right, I've got Chris Evans, not the Chris Evans, but a Chris Evans, and to my left, uh, Graham Riley. Uh, hello chaps, how are we? I am the Chris Evans, thank you're, you, I am the, the Chris Evans. And I am, I am the Graham Riley. To be honest, I can't even say you're the Chris Evans of Warrington, because because oh <laughs> one of the Chris Evans is indeed from Warrington, isn't he? Yeah. No, I am the Chris Evans. Like you are the Chris Evans of yeah. the room. So yes, yeah, so welcome, Chris and Graham. How are you? I'm I'm very good. Um, the episodes we're going to discuss today, I enjoyed both of them very much. So I'm very much looking forward to uh, discussing them. Yes, indeed. Because as uh, we've uh, we're on to episode two, uh, which means that after this one, we have got 161 left to go. So we're still very much in the early days. Here we are with our episode two. This is called Bunt. Friday. Bunt. Now Not that bunting is in the triangle hanging decoration. But yes. Bunt. This is bunt. B-U-N-D-T. It is indeed. Now we were a bit too sure what exactly a bunt is, especially when I looked at what the episode was called. I was like, what the hell is a bunt? But it's it's some sort of cake tin which you were very passionate about. Yeah, before. it's a cake tin. It's a cake tin. It's the, it's the baking apparatus in which you put the mixture yes. before you put it in the when, oven. When you make a cake in a tin, you don't bake a cake then put it in a tin. You bake it within the tin. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, so you put yeah. the mixture within the tin, the yeah. bunt tin, not yeah. the bunt ting, the, the bunt, bunt tin, and then the mixture goes in there, you bake it, and it's just that, it's like the, it's... This might be common style. knowledge, but we've never heard it before. Over our heads. But okay, uh, I mean, it's yeah. called Bunt Friday, I mean, I don't know what that's trying to uh, be a, a pun or gag it, of. It, I, mean, it I mean, it's not even made obvious that it takes place on a Friday, but we assume well, that it is with this. Blunt Friday? I think Friday. It, must, it, must be a, it must be a play on something. So, Bunt Friday, uh, it opens up with uh, Sabrina and Zelda reading her spellbook. Uh, and she's getting help, obviously, because she received this uh, big spellbook for her 16th birthday when she was allowed to use her witchery abilities. Uh, but she's getting bored. Now, why would you be bored with a massive collection of uh, endless abilities and spells that you could do? Because she is clearly any stereotypical teenager who finds something slightly a bit more difficult than normal, and therefore, rather than going, oh, I can tackle this, or bored. And also has no attention span. Um, Zelda talks about Sabrina being of the MTV generation, which is the typical 90s way of describing yeah. uh, teenagers. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's definitely a, um, a, a test of the time that we are reminding us that we are in the 1990s and MTV is still highly credited. Uh, not these days now. Um, so Hilda um, after, uh, is, gets rather annoyed as Zelda sort of just saying like, oh, come on, you've got to study these studies. But obviously taking a bit more of a... 
an approach to that when she should really be doing her school studies. Maybe yeah. that'll get her further in life than being a witch. But Hilda says, why don't you take a straw and suck all the fun out of it? Let's do this one. Oh, it's great at parties. And this is an, a very clever joke that comes up. At that point, I mean, we didn't touch on this in the first episode, mm-hmm. but it was at that point that the, uh, the the characters of Hilda and Zelda really came out. Hilda, the fun ant. Yes. Zelda, yes. the straight ant. It was like that. That was very solidified in that one statement. Yes. Yeah, we got we got a taste of it in, in the pilot, <laughs> I guess, but it was more of Hilda being a crazy... Crazy psycho witch. Hilda's really. a lot more likable in this episode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the she she doesn't try cannibalism or or murder. Yes, no. of course. And and if um, if you want to cast your mind back to the pilot episode, that's uh, in relation to Libby, who um, has quickly become Sabrina's rival and too rightly um, was was almost eaten um, by when she was in pineapple form and even butchered with a machete. Well, not quite a machete, it, but it, a meat made, cleaver. Yeah, it it might as well have been. It was still barbaric. Um, and yes, yeah, so Hilda was willing to eat a woman just because she was in pineapple form. But here she's just harmlessly suggesting that Sabrina um, do the uh, rabbit out of a hat trick. Which is the yes. more fun thing to do. Yeah. Because yes. yeah. that's what she says. She goes, uh, you know, she says, uh, do this one, it's great at parties. And Zelda says, oh no, that's the oldest trick in the book. It's so old. Mortals are doing it. Uh, yes. That's very good. Um, so, obviously, the old trick in the book is indeed pulling a rabbit out of a hat. So she does. Um, and the rabbit is... Well, it's, it's, it's not pleased, is the word to no, say. He's... No, well, what was the phrasing? My wife, Renee, is giving birth. <laughs> yes. That's, and that's, that's, oh, that's what Renee. the rabbit... That's what the rabbit says. says um, my wife, Renee, is about to give birth. <laughs> it's very, very... Very peculiar because it doesn't really lead anywhere apart from, um, I guess, them making a slight reference that rabbits have sex a lot. But but then again, it's like, and then Sabrina says, "Oh, I, I I didn't know rabbits did that." And it's like, what? Wait, what? Well, I've I assumed she means get married. I, d- <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. know rabbits yeah, did that. Well, the way I took it was have sex, and I was like, uh, "What sixteen-year-old doesn't realise that rabbit that." Rabbits. Um, yeah, I don't really know what that line was meant to mean. Yeah, it's, it's a, bit, a bit of a weird placement to put in it. I mean, yeah. obviously, I think, guess it's only to put into time the fact that it's vaguely related to rabbits. I guess. Anyway, the the. the but rab- I mean, at least we can all agree that um, at least it's not the worst kind of rabbit she can she can pull out of something. <laughs> Especially True. with family uh, present. Yeah. Um, so with with the realization that the rabbit is fuck the rabbit's got a family and he needs to get back to his wife. <laughs> that rabbit had a family. Damn it! <laughs> it then just cuts the theme and so we all know the theme. So it cuts to that. Um, and Christian, what the what she says at the end? So when she's in her fourth outfit, I genuinely cannot remember. You cannot remember. She says like as if, and she's wearing a very sort of. She's wearing. Like like sort of Hillary Banks would wear in the Fresh Prince, you know, just sort yeah. of the sort of snobby sort of prissy girl, like typical nineties sort of oh, thing yeah. with a big hat and with a fancy dress. Like, and there was like a weird tiger back. Yeah, 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 it was like, yeah. yeah. An animal back. Yeah, very, was... very, very strange. Yeah. And again, so. showing how she's trying to fit in in this world. Mm. She knows who she isn't. Yes. Does she know who she is? Oh, well, she's got, she's got seven seasons to figure that, hasn't she? Uh, so, out of the theme, we come back to the uh, the creepy cat machine thing, uh, which is Salem is uh, telling uh, Sabrina about reading her diary. Not much Salem in this episode. No, no. Yeah, very, very minimum Salem. But, you know, if you've uh, been sentenced to life 
as a cat for 100 years for attempted world domination, you've got to get your kick somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to get your kick somewhere. And for Salem, in this episode, it was reading Sabrina's diary. Um, and he comments um, that uh, Sabrina in a diary writes about Harvey, saying that he has the world's most perfect sideburns. Now, at first, honestly, I thought he said... Um, talking about that Harvey has the world's most perfect thigh bones, which I thought was a very peculiar thing. <laughs> which, of course, connected to your knee bones. Um, <laughs> but I just thought it was very... I mean, I honestly thought that's what he says, world's most perfect thigh bones, because I thought maybe that's that's a bit more realistic to thigh bones, because nobody compliments someone on the uh, the thigh bones. I mean, no one necessarily comments on specifically on people's thigh bones. Especially but... teenage facial hair is really sort of scraggly and sort of uneven. And I, I believe shit. the technical term is... Bumfluff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Bumfluff. So that's something that we call it in the UK. So, uh, yeah. That's a, but, but of all the things to admire about Harvey, his sideburns would not be high on that on yeah. that list. I would admire his curtains. Um, or his first. good arm that she complimented his, on. His good arm, too. or his, 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 his sweet nature. You know, yeah. so there's plenty to admire about Harvey. His sideburns are pretty pretty far down the list, I would say. But, you know. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, so each, she's, each to their own. Yeah, she's quite embarrassed by it. She shuts him up and uh, he starts singing Harvey and Sabrina and she throws him outside. Salem, nice. Uh, Salem, yes. Throws Salem outside. And uh, yeah, then we get back to uh, Hilda and Zelda in the uh, kitchen. And um, Hilda comes downstairs really happy, bouncing that she's got an announcement to make. She's got very exciting news. It's the fact that she is going back on a date with Drell. Mole Man. Mole Man. Pendulette, who is the head of the Witches' Council. She's going to go on a hot clearly, with him. clearly charges quite a fee because we don't see him <laughs> in this episode. Yeah, that's it. Um, he, he plays an integral role, though he is never seen. And I wonder, it would be interesting to see how often both Penn and Teller and Debbie Harry, for that reason, uh, play in their roles. I can't imagine we see much of Debbie Harry, but that might be. No, not at all. Um, so she's, uh, even though she was quite angry and um, didn't like talking about him in the last episode because um, we, he left her at the altar, but she's, that's it, as, as a typical sitcom woman, she's, let's go over the past. She's like, oh, whatever, let's, you know, let's get a bit of the D. It proves he, in, if he is willing to ask her out again, it proves that he enjoyed the mole tugging, like I was saying in yeah. the last episode. Yeah, yeah. No, very yeah. much so. So, yeah, so she's very excited to go in on a date with uh, Drell and his mole. Um, but Zelda says that he is, um, that, oh, she shouldn't get too excited, shouldn't get her hopes up, because he often um, goes back on his plans, and it's, it's clear that it's not the first time he has let her down. Yeah, what was it? What was it? Oh, he might have stood me up once, twice, maybe a thousand times. Yeah. And he did leave at the altar as yeah, the last so, episode. So she is very lean. She's she's a she is a desperate woman. Um, but she says um, she says oh it's all right. Every time he has cancelled, he's always left me. Um, he's always given me a gift. Sorry to remind me of his romantic nature. The gift is in the form of a pot roast. Yes, she says flowers wilt. Say it with beef. Say it with beef. Ooh. All Ooh. I'm gonna say is if I had a pot roast for every time I'd been stood up. I uh, I would be three sizes bigger than I am now. <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say something like, if I if I'd stood up that many people and I gave him roast beef, I might as well call me Toby Carvery. How how dare you? I know, yeah, you've just <laughs> questioned <laughs> my integrity. How, dare, how very how, dare how, you? How, sorry, how this, dare, how, I challenge you to endure. Okay. <laughs> this is now a two-man podcast, I will leave you. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so a flowers will say it with beef. That should be on... 
far more uh, gift cards uh, in Clinton's <laughs> that would be very very nice a good seller um, so we leave the house and we cut to what would be described as well accurately napkin folding class yeah I guess it's home ec because this is the same teacher that's teaching them how to uh, do the bunts uh, later on so yeah, yeah uh, no it's it is home ec and I have no idea why they need to learn how to fold a napkin what, what is the practical use of what they're doing like no. it's like you do it like um, a finishing school you know sort of like yes. you know like teaching like girls how to have posh dinners and things, yeah, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. But in, no, it, in a regular co-ed high school, they're, they're doing this. Yeah, I mean, at least in, in our um, in our schools, in our education, when we have food technology classes, it's just mm. baking class, isn't it, really? Yeah, but... Yeah, no, there, there is a need to learn how to cook, what, you're going to be a professional home ecker? No, but you, there, there is a need in life to know how to cook. If you don't know how to cook, how are you going to, you know... Eat food other than yeah. Oh no, like I'm saying I know the, the whole cooking of... thing makes sense. Everybody needs to know how to cook, or you know, you're very lucky if you get through life without no, needing to know how. You could even become a chef. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know why in mainstream regular ed- compulsory education they would be teaching anybody to fold napkins. But they are bizarre. But it's not yeah. just like it's folding napkins in the shape of a bishop's hat. It's yes, yeah, it's, it's origami essentially. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so they're folding classes. Um, and Jenny is is uh, freaking out because she thinks that uh, Libby is laughing at them. And she's going, and Tabina tells her to stop being so paranoid. Uh, but we cut to them, and they are so loudly and obviously pointing and laughing at them. Yeah. There's no there's no paranoia about it. They are pointing and laughing at these girls. Sabrina and Jenny aren't doing anything. They're just talking. Libby and Co are just laughing at their general existence. It's <laughs> yeah. horrible. It's um, awful. Like I mean, normally if you say like, "Oh, I think they're laughing at them," and you cut to them, and they might just like shut up and like. But they, you cut to them, and they are just pointing. They do not just, give a shit. They, they really don't care about how unsubtle they are. Um, so they cut. Yeah, so they're they're really paranoid and thinking. Oh, I wish I wish I knew what they'd say. I wish I knew what they were saying behind our backs. Stuff so mm, nice small plot device. Uh, anyway, lovable Harvey comes to the table and says, and uh, says, oh, I'm really struggling to make a bishop set. The basically, only thing I can make is a snowball. Basically, he's just he's struggling to fold something. I mean, to fold a napkin into a um, to a hat is you know is, is no easy task we by any means. However, at least he's showing that he's trying by just scrunching it up. At least that's something that it wasn't oh, before. Harvey, poor, poor, poor Harvey. Poor Harvey. <laughs> Um, so he asks for help, and uh, Jenny gives it him, um, and he says the best, yeah, best he can do is scrunching it into a ball, or coming into it, no doubt, um, at home, away from school. Um, so Harvey invites the girls, um, after saying that he takes home ec, um, because his uh, his coach, I assume football coach, is yes, the only yes, sport, um, he needs to bulk up, so he needs to eat more, so that's why he takes the class, so he can eat more. Um, which then he nicely and romantically, I guess, invites both girls to go to the pizza place, the slicery, um, to watch him force down eight slices. Yes. Now that is I'm that just, is a romance. That is ro- that is that, that is romance. I'm just saying, I would not have to force down eight slices. I could quite comfortably. Yeah. Eat. Well, it depends, depends, oh, yeah. depends how big they are, but. We see the pizza. It's not that big. Yeah, but um, it, it sounds it sounds more of an ordeal than it is. It's just, um, do you want to come and watch me eat a large pizza? It's, 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 it's not it's, what. It's, oh, what a romantic proposition that what, is! Not, not. Do you want to come and grab a pizza with yeah, me? Yeah, I'm eating a big do, pizza. Do you want to come and watch me eat my? It's, it's not man versus food, is it? You know, it's it's, 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 yeah. it, it's almost like that. 
Hey, ladies, you can come and watch me do what I gotta do, but that's all you do. You just sit there, you watch me. Yeah, not, yeah. Let, not let's get Pete's together. It's a bit yeah. odd. But still, Harvey, he's, he's excited about the idea of the girls coming to watch him, and the girls, because they're, they're, they're attracted to him, they're like, yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Um, so Harvey goes back um, to his table, and this is when we get sort of a an interesting sort of conversation between uh, Jenny and Sabrina. They both discuss, and they both reveal that they do have other intentions well, for Harvey well they... no they don't they don't reveal that we well, don't can tell that. As, the, as, the, as the audience yeah. but they were like no I don't, I don't like Harvey I like him as a friend that's all that is yeah. oh you're okay with that Sabrina oh yeah yes, fine. yeah, 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 fine yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, well you, you, Jenny Jenny it's more Sabrina doesn't reveal how she really feels about it because like Jenny's like oh because even though we've you know we're getting used to Harvey now and we can tell that he's a lovely lad but he's a pretty simple soul really he, he's He's a jock with a golden heart. He's a jock with yeah. a golden heart, as we've said before, but he is a jock, and he doesn't really think about much other than football and eating. Yeah. Um, and But Jenny is convinced that he has the soul of a poet. Yes. <laughs> as, as he stands, looking out Gazing the window, just that home so, room. Yeah. It's so weird. Like it, it, He's in the middle of class, and he's just gone to a window to just stare at it, and then they put this... He put him in out of focus. It's so weird. It's yeah, bizarre. Class is finished, we're in the uh, hallway and her and uh, Sabrina and Jenny are just talking and then Libby walks past and makes some really snidey comments, just laughs at the girls, really mocks them. Sabrina then just goes, why don't you just leave us alone? We're not bothering you. You're breathing, aren't you? You're still breathing, aren't you? That is so unnecessary, like... There's being a bitch, and then there's being a bitch. That is, yeah, No, it, it takes it to a whole nother level. It's just like, I mean... Literally, other than turning her into a pineapple. Yeah. Which is a pretty pretty shitty thing to do. Which is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but she has yeah. no recollection of that, so it's yeah. fine. There is literally been no pro- provocation. Is that the right word? I don't know, but we'll use it. Yeah. There yeah. has been no provocation between Sabrina and Libby for Libby to give that sort of abuse. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's all rather... It is just... There has been no character development yeah, in that area. There's being snidey and there's just being just so horrible. That's like, so horrible. And this girl that, that she's new, like I don't know how how long it is between episodes. It could be weeks, could be months, it just could be days. Yeah. But still this girl That's it's the... our second episode, so we would think, oh, she's maybe only been there a week, maybe, a couple yeah. of weeks and yeah, to, to to be to be someone's enemy just for simply existing. That's the thing, I mean, Libby, that probably is a bit of a weakness in sort of the plot. I mean, like I said, like, you know, there's not much character development. Like, Libby is dislikable, you know, she really is, because when you, you know, when you act like she does, you can't help but be like, oh, you know, what a bitch. But I think, I mean, obviously... Shows very often get this wrong with bullying. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've very rarely seen bullying accurately depicted on television because it is always just a popular sort of you know sort of arrogant uh, kid like mm. picks on sort of you know like sort of like a dorky sort of misfit kid. But like, I don't know. Like, there's nothing overtly strange because you know she is sort of trying to hide the practice which things. There's nothing overtly sort of strange or you know sort of objectionable about Sabrina mm. maybe a little more with Jenny but really they are just ordinary girls like yeah. it does yeah it doesn't fit that Libby would sort of pick on them the way she does yeah. with with no real reason at all. all all it would take is like day one episode in the pilot Sabrina nearly hits Libby with a car 
Yeah, that something like that, and it, then you've got some. You've got a basis yeah. to go yeah. off. An honest mistake. Yeah. Or, yeah. But and then at least you think her rude behaviour is like, oh, well, it's not really justified, but. I mean, she did. She did nearly kill her, but Libby has no, oh, I, no God, idea. Yeah. Libby has no idea. So, um. <laughs> but uh, oh man, yeah, what you're still breathing out, and you're fucking awful. Um, anyway, so the girls want to get revenge because they say, "Oh, well, like I'm, you know, I want to, I want to know what they're saying about us." You know, just because they're spreading rumors about them. And luckily, she has a spell book now, so she's going to go home and sort it out. Um, so we cut to at home, and she with Salem, and she's flicking through a book, and she finds about these things called truth sprinkles. Like Salem says, or oh, they are quite dangerous. After all, um, the witch's council used them on him for him, um, and that's how he admitted to his crimes to be Emperor of Earth. No waterboarding on the witch council. No, it's just <laughs> truth sprinkles. Just yeah. truth sprinkles. <laughs> but truth sprinkles, you know, the truth serum. I mean, come on, there's some parallels going on here. So what if, what if? The government got their hands on truth sprinkles. Obviously, you know, we're in the universe where mm-hmm. this all exists, and then found out what they contained, and then replicated it in a chemical format to create the truth serum that we know today. Sodium pentothal. Sodium pentothal. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe we should research hundreds and thousands and see if that ingredients in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, they might both have sodium in them. Um, I mean. But- I, I, this obviously is just a throwaway thing that says, but Salem says like you know that's what they used him um, uh, for making him to admit to his his potential crimes and stuff. But if he's an accomplished witch, if he's this all powerful witch that had the capabilities to try and overthrow the earth, if he was sat down with the witches' council and they went, "Hey Salem, yeah, just wondering if you're right. If you'd like to tell us anything. Hey, why don't you mull it over with some cake with all these sprinkles on?" How do you know they didn't just hold him down and force the stuff? I into like to think that's what they did. Yeah. yeah. But they're forcing them down and just throwing him down his throat. Just yeah. shoving cake, shoveling yeah. cake into his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I like that sort of idea. Yeah, I like also like him being force-fed a bit like uh, the uh, the chap in Matilda with uh, just yeah, eating Bruce, that. Bruce 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 yeah. yeah. So oh well. Anyway, that's uh, we're going off topic now. So she's going to make some true sprinkles, and Zelda will help her. But um, she's not going to make them from scratch. No, she's got some ready-made ones. Uh, she can't find them in the cupboard. But this is when we're introduced to the magic cupboard and the painting with lips, movable mouth. Yeah, what's her name, Lisa? I think so. The yeah. Lisa oh, painting. Well, it was freaky, whatever it was. Yeah. So it opens up. True sprinkles aren't in there. They're just regular sprinkles. But it's because Hilda's got them because uh, she likes to use them on a daily basis. So she's she's so reckless. She used them on a um, mechanic. A mechanic who admitted that she did need new brake pads, and she used them on the postman apparently, um, who has a crush on Zelda. Has a crush on Zelda. So I wonder how that came up. Just. I don't know, but I mean, again, just to prove that like Zelda's sort of conscientious and cautious, and Hilda doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> she, um, she absolutely doesn't give one, does she? Uh, so uh, they warn Sabrina that they can be dangerous. These two sprinkles to use them in moderation, as they can cause serious side effects. Serious side effects, guys: itching, chafing, and hurt feelings. STD. Oh. Sounds a bit like it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. True sprinkles, when used excessively, can cause <laughs> just. Gonorrhea, gonorrhea, chlamydia, yeah. crabs, you know. Gonorrhea of the mind. Um, <laughs> so she takes them, uh, takes the sprinkles away, and she takes them to school, um, which is because handily, she, I guess, assumes that they're going to be making bunt cake. The B U N D T cake with their bunt 
buntins. <laughs> Not the bunting, the buntin. The buntins. Um, so they're just going to make some cake, and the uh, the teacher is a bit crazy. She gets overly excited and goes into a bit of a weird accent. Um, but yeah, they're going to make these uh, cakes. Do they make the buns? Um, Sabrina cuts a slice of her cake when it's finished. It looks very nice. Very it nice. does. So uh, I'd have chocolate, a bit of her bun. Chocolate ridged cake. Yeah. Uh, so then she sprinkles... Um, Sprinkles on yeah. So she takes him over to Libby. She says, "Is there poison in this? Poison in this?" And she says, "No, just chocolate." Goes, and all right then. Sprinkles. <laughs> on sprinkles. She goes, "Oh yeah, go on then." Um, so Sabrina says, "Kind of surprised me. I know there'd be something like the bitchy sort of cheerleader girl would be kind of like, oh, no, I gotta watch my figure. You yeah. know, like she's kind of like cake. Yeah, that's kind of a bit odd. Yeah. Um, so she takes the cake, and um, Sabrina says, "says Libby, I want to ask you." What is it, these things that you're saying um, about me and Jenny? And she goes, <laughs> like I tell you. And then... There's like, like a noise. Yeah, there's like a little ping. Like noise that you instantly associate with magic hath been cast. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, okay, I'll tell you. So she says, what, a dad's in prison. Jenny's dad's in... Jenny's dad's in prison. prison. Um, cheats on tests. She Jenny... cheats on tests. And Sabrina has a nose job. Yeah, that's the one. Um, and they're just all... I mean, the cheats on tests, well, who really cares? Uh, dad's in prison okay it's a bit uncalled for I think having a nose job is just so petty and stupid yeah but she reveals it she only says that because in the when the truth is coming out that one of her friends uh, has a nose job and an- I- another of her friends kisses her Pete Sampras poster every night yeah quick question <laughs> who the devil's Pete Sampras Pete Sampras was the sort of preeminent tennis player of that time I he, was, like, yeah. he like won Wimbledon many times yeah, yeah. but she seems Fucking livid that this secret has come out. Like the girl who's had a nose job, she said, "Went, oh my god, you said you wouldn't tell anyone." But then the girl who is allegedly kissing a Pete Sampras yeah. poster is fucking angry. Like, no, know I have a crush on a successful athlete. Oh no, she's, it's, it's, she's it's furious. Yeah. This, who the fuck cares if you kiss it's a poster? Livid, like, mate. Absolutely <laughs> livid. She's, oh, yeah. she's on a tirade. So, um, Sabrina leaves her friends um, bickering. And she gets back to Jenny, and meanwhile Jenny is saying, "Oh, I saved you a piece of cake," because every fat fuck in the room has had a piece of their cake. <laughs> <laughs> so she saves one slice of this freshly baked cake because everyone's had a piece, um, and it just so happens she's put sprinkles on it. However, Serena doesn't really react to the fact that there are sprinkles on this, and just openly lets Jenny eat a slice of cake as if Jenny's fine, butter wouldn't melt. She's not going to reveal anything. However, she does, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. What does she, she reveal? She believes that Harvey. Is her soulmate she because does. she thinks he's poetic, yes, and mysterious, yes. And ultimately, she has a problem with well, not a problem with Sabrina, but she wants to be alone with Harvey on this date. Yeah, but it's yeah. the way she admits that. What she says, um, I can't remember. She picked, it's about a taste. Like she's got, she's picking up a taste of that I lied to you yesterday. Oh yeah, she says, yeah. How, how does how does it taste? Well, it tastes like I lied to you yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it tastes like I lied to you yesterday. It's like, oh fuck, what? What, what happened? I, I, I do like like the sort of moments that the um, sort of the, the truth sprinkles kick in. Yeah. Are always very funny because yeah. they always sort of sort of literally just sort of in the middle of a sentence sort of yeah, suddenly start sort of spilling their guts and. Uh... So um, yeah, so she reveals to Sabrina that um, that. When I said I didn't have a problem with um, the three of us all going on a date with Harvey, I, I do, I think, yeah, as Chris said, um, I think Harvey's my soulmate. I'd like to go on a, a date with him. You're okay with this, Sabrina, though, aren't you? And she kind of says, if 
if you think you're soulmates, okay, fair enough. But she's obviously she's quite upset yeah. by this. Yeah, but that is a good friend, right? It, there. it is. That is a good she is. friend. Been a good bro. I think that he's my soulmate. You're going to be okay with this, and she just steps aside. That's yeah. a good friend. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of person we want as our protagonist. Yeah. She's she's a she's a good person. Yeah. Before they've had that last piece of cake. Yeah. Um, she noticed that the sprinkles have gone missing, and the teachers took them, sprinkled them on one of her bunt cakes, and taken them to the staff room. Um, and she's like, oh my god, the teachers love it. And this teacher just comes out and goes, <laughs> something along the lines of, fuck, fuck everybody, I hate teaching in this place, I can still make this betting yeah. race, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you want to go to the dog track or the horse, horse racing or something. Yeah, so you um, just think like, oh, wow, like, okay, so this has spread, this Truth Sprinkles thing has left the room. Oh my god, I hope nothing comes of this. And then that's when... And you got the the best. There's almost a montage, really, isn't there, of sort of like all these sort of you know, all the school staff now yeah. no longer giving a fuck and just sort of speaking their mind. Like there's uh, yeah, the principal comes over the intercom and says yeah. that uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go and uh, leave early on Friday afternoon and go and watch a two o'clock film. Yeah, yeah. and he buys anymore. his popcorn with petty cash. Yeah, yeah from the school <laughs> and uh, the careers advisor is oh, the best it's one. Fantastic! Yeah. This is it's so funny. He just. He walk, uh, Sabina walks past like I said it's like a montage like she's just walking through the school and there's there's people admitting stuff or whatever but she walks past this counsellor's room with, with as you pointed out Chris the oldest looking the yeah, oldest student. looking student a balding 16 year old the oldest looking student I have ever seen it's, in a in a teenage sitcom he's been lectured, he quite yeah. clearly had a 5 o'clock shadow. Yeah, you, you only see the side of his face so I can understand them not really trying too hard to recruit an actual teenager but Jesus this guy <laughs> yeah. this guy but he's been lectured by this this uh, <laughs> this counsellor advisor who's, who's basically saying like oh, do you think I care it's like what how you feel and stuff <laughs> I don't even like this job I was born to play the blues and <laughs> lo and behold he pulls out his harmonica and he's just like I hate being a counsellor advisor goes like he says like um, you've got a ticket to Loserville. So yeah. yeah. like, like, I've got no future. You've got no future. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I've got no future. <laughs> you've got no future. <laughs> you've got a ticket to Loserville. And it's so it's it's funny. Yeah, I think that was the point at which I was like, yeah, this show is genuinely <laughs> way funnier than it needs to be. Yeah. Is, is basically what, what I think. And it just shows like, so, and, and, and particularly this next bit, like, um, it's, it's still kind of in this montage and she's around her locker and there's these two guys, um, one's clearly more nerdy than the other, but the other, sort of the less nerdy guys, talking about, oh, you know how I um, said I... Uh, made out with with some girl and said yes oh man I lied uh, in fact did I ever tell you I'm a virgin and the other nerd I am too me too and the high five <laughs> and then it's as if it wears off and they just go man I feel really old <laughs> <laughs> and yeah that whole scene um, yeah, like like we say the montage type scene um, I don't know how, how long it lasts we've only about two minutes or yeah. something but it is, you were more or less constantly laughing through the entire yeah. thing or well, certainly we were yeah it's 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 a great moment. It really shows sort of... Again, I don't. I hate to keep talking about The Simpsons, but it's that same sort of thing of just, you know, taking a a situation, a sort of a plot device, yeah. like the true thing, and just saying, how how much fun can we have with it? You mm. know, what can we... What havoc can we cause with this? And just, yeah, just... It's so many stupid jokes just based on something that makes people tell the truth in the most child-friendly way. Just yeah. some well, cake sprinkles that make people 
admit that they steal from the school. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, the guys talking about like being virgins and things, I thought it was a bit sort of, I don't know, yeah. sort of... Uh, well, not uh, child well friendly. Isn't, it, isn't it over in America where you have to be 18? Yes. Legally, it's 18. Indeed, so, I mean, I mean, some high school students will be 18 in America, but not... Yeah, yeah but not all of not them. Not all of them, yeah. It was, it was, a bit, it was kind of quite surprising, they went there, as funny as it was. Uh, but that's yeah, so that's very very good. Um, so we, so that's that's the end of school. School is in an absolute uproar. Everyone is telling the truth, spilling the beans. Um, so we cut back to home, and Hilda is getting ready for a date with Drell. Um, she looks sexy as in well, both well, all three say, outfits. Yeah, yeah it, it is, should I go as what was it, rock chick? Um, no, it's tough chick tough or chick. damsel in distress. Yeah, and then or tough ha- chick. Damsel in distress. And damsel in, dis- damsel in distress is a literal like literally medieval like, yeah. like Renaissance Rapunzel outfit. And, yeah. and it, we were talking about that they are six hundred years old. She's it's it's an outfit she has worn for years before. Like. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. And then eventually she says on tough chicken distress, which sort of melds the two outfits. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, doesn't look half she bad. It's fine. It looks, yeah. it looks very good. It's very good. Um, so she uh, is, you know, she's very excited. Um, about good out with Drell. But then Sabrina comes in and she's all like, Oh my god, the truth sprinkles, they're out of control. Oh, and she's about to like explain. And like Hilda just comes up to her and says, Basically, like, I'm having I'm, I'm having a good day. <laughs> Tell Zelda about it, I don't want it ruined. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, like I You ca- don't harsh my buzz. Get out. She's just, so... just like I I'm going on a date tonight. I don't care about your life. Go and tell your aunt Zelda. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, <laughs> she is so reckless and so desperate for the D. Man. But yeah, so she um but she goes upstairs to go and say, oh, I'm just going to come sort it out with, with Salem or so. And we cut to Sabrina's room. Oh, no, we cut to the pizza place, sorry. Yes. And Harvey and Jenny are being quite awkward and they're just not bonding it's at all. It's clear that they don't have anything in common and no. also that though Jenny's vision of Harvey is a sort of poet and, you know, a sort of, you know... It's at that point, it is clearly quite revealed that Harvey is quite dense. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, just, he's, just a, he's just a dumb guy who is very nice, likes playing football... Likes pizza, and that's about it. Yeah. Mm. Well, he says, like, um, he meets up and goes, like, oh, great, you made it. Oh, and he says, um, so, uh, do you want to play some foosball? Yeah. Which uh, is table football. Table football. Yeah. Do you want to play some table football? And um, Jenny says, oh. I'm not really into sports. I'm not really into <laughs> sports. <laughs> I'm not really in, <laughs> into fun. Seriously. Do you want to play Space Invaders? Oh, I'm not an astronaut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's just the most ridiculous it's, thing. It's a stupid thing to say. But she's she says, I want to talk about poetry and nature. Uh, that was just like, oh I don't really like poetry. But I like but nature, well I like going outside. But like, not when it's cold. Mm. I like hot though. Do you like hot? Not really. Oh, I, it's just the most disjointed pointless exchange of words. It's not right. even a conversation, though. It's an exchange of words. But it's needed. Because I think to sort of make it sort of okay that Sabrina and Harvey are going to end up together, it needs to be clear that him and Jenny have absolutely nothing and she would not give a shit if Sabrina and Harvey got together because mm. she now knows that Harvey's uh, yeah, I'll give you that, but not at all what she wants. Is it oh, yeah, during yeah. this <clears throat> bit as well? It's just, uh, oh, I wish Sabrina was here. It's like, well, you said don't come. Yeah. You just... Well, 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 that, that's the whole said, thing, though. You're supposed to be like, she you knows she thinks, oh, I want Harvey to himself, and then she's like, this is really awkward. I wish Sabrina was here to make it less awkward. Yeah, because she's Jenny, not who. Uh... Jenny says like, oh, isn't it, uh, isn't it great that Sabrina's not here? trying to say, trying to kind of get Harvey to say, oh yeah, because I like you. And she's, he's like, yeah, it's well better. I can order onions. Sabrina and... hates onions. So, oh. 
Um, but yeah, so, it's, so they're being really awkward and just not bonding. And we cut back to uh, the Spellman uh, property. And uh, Serena's in the room with loads of rabbits. A bit rude. But she's just pulling loads of rabbits out of hats, I guess, just practising her mm. her magic to a bit of a, an extreme. Yep. Um, she's uh, making her own remake of Watership Down. She is. So Zelda beckons her downstairs and says, like, come on, listen, let's talk. So, And she says that maybe she should try some of the true sprinkles because she's definitely hiding not hiding something but she's not saying what her heart is definitely yeah. trying to say and, and the fact that you know she's trapped Harvey and she has a problem with that so um, she openly has some truth sprinkles and that's it she spills the beans and says oh I, I do have a problem with this it should never be Harvey and Jenny it should always be me and Jenny or me and Harvey or the three of us together not them two it just doesn't work yeah uh, and then she makes some snidey comment of going, and Zelda, you look fucking awful. <laughs> your your, your <laughs> yeah, that, dress. That, that, that dress is horrendous. <laughs> she looks quite taken back by that. Um, so then, that's it there. She she runs off. So then we cut to cut back to the slicery, the pizza place, just as uh, Harvey is about to tuck into his seventh slice, which is like, the seventh slice, doing it for the team. <laughs> like, having a large pizza was such an ordeal to his life. Oh, bless him, though. I'm sorry, like, but as a... If you were a teenager and you got told you could have as much pizza yeah, as you like, yeah. you are in heaven. Yeah. You, that is like that is the dream when you're a teenager. Yeah. So hey, so Serena gets there and she says to Jenny, like, listen, I do have a problem. Like, I'm sorry that you're soulmates and stuff. And she says, oh no, we're not. We, he's really nice. He's really cute, but we just, we're just not like that. And yeah. Serena says, well, I like him a bit like that. So they all bond together and the three of them end up. I assume finishing on a good night. Um, Hilda, once again, uh, back at the property, uh, is wearing a nice little black number. Oh, yes. She, gets, like, she has a lot of uh, tasty outfits. She's got a black number. And Zelda looking a bit like, I've noted it, because you noticed it as well. Like, she looks a bit like Corella Deville. Yeah, she's got this like Dalmatian motif yeah, thing yeah, going on. Yeah, <laughs> a bit weird. Um, and then after a bit of thought about it, even though she is excited, she um, decides to bail. She decides to bail on a date with Drell, give him a taste of his own medicine. Um, and it's clearly a, a decision she's not taking lightly, but she's like, you know what? So it, it's kind it's, of... It, it, gives, it gives Hilda a bit of integrity. A bit of credibility, at the start, yeah. because yeah, at the start of the episode, we find out that she's been do, uh, stood up by Drell. She was left at the altar by Drell, and now she's going back out on a date with Drell. It just gives her this sort of, oh, she's a bit of a pushover. Yeah. She'll keep mm. coming back for yeah. more, etc. But no, she makes a stand. She goes, you know what? No. I'm gonna stand him up tonight. Yeah. Because he doesn't deserve me. I am. I am worth it. Yes. yes and then quickly yes. says, "Make sure you lock me in the room so I don't change my mind." Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> it's a nice, nice, it's a nice bit yeah. of character development. Yeah. From, especially in the past, uh, in this episode and, and the pilot, we've just seen this reckless sort of careless. Space. I mean, even five minutes ago, yeah. which is like, "Fuck you, Sabrina." I'm off, yeah. <laughs> I'm up for a good time, but you know, it just shows a side to her that she's like, you know what. This isn't all me. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. That'll probably change in the next episode. She, you know, but yeah, go back to the whole cannibalistic. Yeah. yeah, but for now, but for now, it's a nice little character development for her um, when she decides to bail on her date. I think she's at this point. I mean, I don't know about her time. She's easily the strongest character. Oh yeah, and probably the most likable as well. I'd say yeah. something the most entertaining. Yeah, um, sure. She's reckless, but she's she's funny about it. Yeah, she's good hearted. Apart from when she is a bit like brutal with her. Almost killing uh, Libby. Yeah, yeah the almost killing Libby I didn't quite like so much, but in this, in this episode I'm quite warm to her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> um, so speaking of dates, we go back to the slicery, the pizzeria, and Harvey and Sabrina are playing their foosball, and she says, Harvey, there's something I've 
meant to tell you uh, for so long. And she's like, oh, what is it? And she says, you have the world's best sideburns. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's really taken by it. He's like, oh, wow, thanks. As if it's like it's something he's very proud of, but obviously he is now. And she also says, she goes a bit close and it looks like they're going to kiss. Like, oh my God. It's one of those really. tense romantic moments where if this was a true movie, they would have lent in, they would have kissed and looked. And then yeah, I mean, all the he, way, locked eyes and He smiled. looks at her mouth. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm going to go in for a kiss. And she says, onions give you really bad breath. And he smell, breathes into his hand, smells it. And just before the camera cuts away, he looks a bit devastated. His buzz is gone. Um, so they bonded, which is really, really nice. Um, we return back to, uh, more or less, to finish off at the Spellman house. Anyway, it's revealed that Sabrina ate regular sprinkles. What? Um, 90s film of a similar vintage is this very similar to this whole she thought she was had the truth sprinkles but really it was just her all along what's that <laughs> is it space jam yes it is it's, 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 it's michael jordan's secret stuff <laughs> oh, that's what it, it reminded me of yeah it is. Um, yeah. I, I was going more scientific i was like oh it's the placebo effect uh, well, well it, it, it is a placebo is. effect placebo big band in the mid 90s <laughs> as well so uh, there we go um, well, no, it is it is it's, this episode inspired a sequence in Space Jam. Well, I actually think Space Jam's older, but um, is it really? I think by, by a year or two, yeah. Oh, um, well, I didn't realise that. Okay, yeah. well, no, uh, but at this point, I would just like to say that if I take you back to the beginning of the episode, oh, after the sprinkles were were used and taken to the faculty, you know, she lost the sprinkles and then found out that the teacher had sprinkled them on the on the bunt cake mm. and then took it to the faculty. Yeah. The teacher then came out with an empty plate, put no sprinkles. The sprinkles that we used on Sabrina's cookie were just regular ice cream sprinkles. At no point has anyone freaked out that the magical sprinkles are gone. Those sprinkles are still in the faculty faculty teaching lab. So next time anybody fancies Bunt Cake, it's all going to happen again. <laughs> oh. yeah. Maybe, no, maybe again, next season it will Bunt Cake too. Again, yeah. a complete disregard for letting magical things out into the world of mortals. Yeah, bunt Cake 2, the buntening. <laughs> <laughs> especially if they're trying to so hard to keep witches a secret and like, oh, oh yeah. use your powers, but you know, use them discreetly. You, 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 use powers, make a rose, use powers and the sprinkles. I, I, and here you are with some sprinkles that can ruin your life. Turn them in into a pineapple in the yeah. pile. It's like, I don't know how they've kept this shit a secret for hundreds of years. It's, they're really shit at thousands it. Of thousands, yeah, thousands of years. Thousands of years. Sorry, thousands yeah. of years. Is, and they've really started to fuck it up within two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Wanna have, uh... Maybe they're just weary at this point from keeping it up. So <laughs> oh, screw it. Oh, well, whatever. We're, we're in too deep now. Uh, and the episode finishes with Sabrina and Jenny um, sort of trying to uh, ostracise Libby a bit, sort of give her a taste of her own medicine. Um, and then the principal, uh, the, the last lines is the principal sort of saying, uh, uh, regarding the comment he made over the um, intercom of him going, sneaking out of on school, going to the uh, the movies and taking money out of the school faculty to pay for uh, his popcorn. He says, "Oh, a student uh, was was doing an impression of me, and of course I, you know, oh, I'm a good teacher." And then he closes off with him saying, "Oh, do you think they really bought that?" That's it. Yeah, and scene, and then just join the credits. It's just a little uh, Sabrina stuffing rabbits back into the magic top hat, and this is this. Is the last part of the show. Yes. But it, it requires oh my quite days. a bit of discussion. Okay. Oh my days. So let me paint the picture because since, uh, you know, she's stuffing rabbits back into the top hat because yeah. her room is full of them. That isn't what we're critiquing. What we're critiquing no. is 
she's wearing an incredibly short skirt. And well, it's, dress. No, it's a dress. Dress, it's a dress, so dress, yeah. And it's so so short. Oh, like, it was it. We're not. I mean, I'm not being prude, but I could see the roof of her mouth when she bent down to put those rabbits up. Like it was. It, let, let me put it this way. I mean, I, I've got a huge, huge Be problem. What you say. Okay, problem. Okay, yeah. got a huge <laughs> problem. <laughs> I've got a problem, guys. <laughs> no, I've got a huge, huge problem with um, teenage girls in sort of semi-revealing outfits it mm. doesn't show any decorum so obviously in times <laughs> that we no I, I'm not I know you may laugh but decorum. no I have a real issue he's not like this. this on Friday night <laughs> <laughs> I have a real what about issue this? You know, um, <laughs> it's just like that if a, one of my students came in in a skirt or a dress that short yeah. it's I, it's I, proper it is horrible it's, it's horrible it's proper incongruous on this like kids TV show and it's just for this yeah and it's just, I mean, uh, granted, it's just for like 30 seconds at the end, but she, the second she bent down... That, the fact the she's bottom, bending over a lot in the scene, it's oh so... Oh, my days. You don't actually see anything, but like, it's just, yeah. It's, she's it, a 16-year-old girl, and it's like, oh, my God, that shouldn't be happening. It's it's the same thing nowadays with, with girls just coming in in like a slightly long T-shirt, a pair of fucking leggings. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I can quite clearly... See your underwear yeah, I mean, through the leggings. It is not a good look. I mean, in the, there is all the sides aside to all three of us that are thinking like oh, she is an attractive woman. That's why yeah. that's great. I mean, and after all, it is. I mean, it's still a bit risque, but she's a she's a an twi- adult. She's, she's, an adult. she's twenty years old, yeah, and she can dress and she can dress how she wants. Of course, yeah, of course, um, of course. So it's acceptable for the twenty-year-old actress that she is, but for the sixteen-year-old character she's playing, it's in a show aimed at sixteen-year-olds. Yeah, and yeah. In yeah. a scene where she is bending yeah. down quite a lot, like, and the camera is quite close upon it, it's it's, it's a, a bit like it's yeah. like you wonder when you consider Melissa's Melissa Joan Hart's mother was a executive producer on this show. Could she not step in and be like, "No, I don't really want to." All it would have taken is that camera to have moved a foot to the left, and things and could you, have gone very wrong. You, could have, you would have seen everything. Yeah. It's very weird because, like, up until now, I know we're only two episodes in, but she's had several costume changes through the two episodes, oh, and yeah. all her outfits have been. She's wearing shirts and pants. Shirts and pants. For the majority of it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that. Very weird. Anyway, we'll pick, a, pick our monocles up uh, off the floor <laughs> and um, wrap up on this now. Um, I mean, you know, you know, it's it's I, it's a big it's, it's, it's a bit it's, of a weird talk topic oh. when when the pervert in me is being pushed aside for the for the adult in me. Oh yeah, I mean, don't 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 get me wrong. I mean, I I ha- I ogle women. I have ogled women in the past. I probably will continue to ogle women in my future. But even I have a line. Yeah. Even I have a And line. it's a girl pretending to be a teenager bending <laughs> over in a short dress. I really, really like this episode. It's very, um, very good. Yeah, strange costume fun. choices aside. It was very, very... Very I'm funny like, based off a very simple idea. Yeah, well, I, I was thinking about... Construct. Simple construct. Yeah. I think, like, the... Also, the first episode is so plot heavy because mm. there's so much to establish. You know, when you're sort of saying this this hitherto ordinary teenage girl has magic powers and her aunts are 600 years old. <laughs> you know, you've got and the situation with the parents like you've got a lot to get yeah, in there. Yeah. Whereas here they can just sort of settle in, 
be funny, you know, sort of this is a sitcom, you know, it's mean, meant to be driven by jokes and, you know, wacky situations, and they really do make the most of the uh, of the premise of, oh, of, yeah, of this yeah. one. Like, there were a lot of things that I really genuinely found very funny. Um, something we uh, forgot to mention when doing the synopsis as well, a nice little uh, thing at the end when it's sort of the aftermath of, of Bunt Friday where, you know, the um, truth... Um, Sprinkles have worn off, and everybody's sort of like, oh, you know, sort of trying to sort of just justify everything yeah. they said. Um, Libby's friends, who sort of all fall out due to her sort of, you know, telling the truth about what they think of each other, they sort of make up, and they're like, well, we are still friends in spite of it all, and that's that's quite a nice little moment, yeah. you know, sort of a rare sort of thing where you think, oh, good, 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 good for Libby. Libby. No, 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 um, sure, there's no denying Libby's a bit. Two episodes in, she's a fucking horrible woman. However, she does seem absolutely devastated without her friends. Sure, she's putting a strong front and going, uh, whatever, I, I don't need them. But then she seems so relieved that despite all, her friends are still back together. And again, that's a nice little side. Maybe she loves something. Maybe she'll be less I mean, of a bitch go good. We still got 161 um, episodes, and I assume she's in it for the majority of it. So she's probably so, yeah. still going to be an awful woman. But. It does show that I, she I, is, to some degree, she is all front. She's all talk. I she, disagree. Well, no, most most bullies obviously are very insecure, vulnerable people, and she sort of shows it uh, mm-hmm. in this episode. So, but Chris, you you're on the other side. What do you think? It's it's as simple as keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Plus, if Libby knows all those secrets about those two, and those two know all the secrets about Libby, you've got to keep them close so that they don't reveal the secrets. That's what the relationship is based on. It's not this, oh, we're going to be friends now, it's all okay. Yeah, no, it's could be a bit of a blackmail yeah. situation. Black you say that, the only, we know these secrets. The only, secret she, the only secret she has is that a friend has had a nose job and her other friend fancies tennis that, players. I'm awfully sorry, but uh, as... No, they, that is just one aspect of each of them that she could have told the truth about or lied about in the past. And it doesn't yeah. say that that is all there is. There really could be so, so much more. I have secrets, you have secrets, he has secrets. Yeah. Could be a yeah, could be a could be a bit of a blackmail. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. No, that's an never, never know. We'll see if it gets developed on. I imagine it won't though. Yeah, but, uh, that's, that's an interesting note to uh, to sort of leave the particular episode on. But before we wrap up, um, so what do we think of the episode all round? So As you I say, I've, I, I very it. much give it a thumbs up. But yeah. it's over to you two now, really. Yeah, and again, yeah, <laughs> a very very funny, um, very good cutaways and um, showcases of minor characters that don't really. Playing integral part, like the school counselor, the the two virgins, high five, and still very good moments um, that just help tell the story of uh, a well-written story on very little to go from. Yes, very very good. It gave it like this uh, ensemble cast yeah. feel yeah. rather than just yeah. Obviously, it's a small ensemble, but it gave a large ensemble yeah. cast feel to the entire piece. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a good move on their part. Yeah, I mean, well, obviously, we're two episodes in, so I guess we should have some way of reviewing. Each episode, or do we just say it's it's a good episode? We recommend you watch. Thumbs this up, one. thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, and go for. Yeah. And this much like the pilot, thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, if, if we say to square it out of five, like most typical things, or square it out of ten, what what, um, what what would we give? It? I'd give this episode. I mean, the pilot probably. I mean, you can understand it being a bit rough around the edges. Maybe that's more of a seven, but I'd say this is a solid eight. That's that's really out of 10. I think yeah. so. I think it's, eight. it's I, a good I'd episode. I'd give this six bunts out of ten. Okay. Is that the truth? Is that what yeah. you really think? Um, six bunts out of ten. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we're in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> I give it six pints out of ten. Um, so yeah, there we go. <laughs> so a very good, fun Friday, a very good episode, a very strong second episode after, as Graham pointed out, a very sort of heavy, long pilot to talk through with so, so many characters being established and relationships and stuff. This was a very easy watch and a very enjoyable episode. So thank you very much once again, Chris. Not a problem. Thank you very much once again, Graham. You're welcome. We have been the chaps that review Sabrina the Teenage Witch and this has been the podcast called Sabrina the Teenage Watch. However you choose to listen to this show, whether it be via Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud or iTunes, if you could be so kind, please leave us a comment and a review. Your support and inspiration will give the show meaning. Otherwise, we're just broadcasting to no one. And that's just sad. Also, why not subscribe? Then as soon as every episode hits the air, you'll get it downloaded straight away. How easy and, dare I say, magical is that? If you head to our Twitter page, at SabrinaWatch, you'll find links to each of our episodes, as well as quotes, pics and skits of our favourite moments as the series progresses. Whichever realm you're from, thank you once again for listening, and I hope you tune back in next week. <laughs>